This is Casey Hendrickson on News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Happy Monday. And I want to thank R&B Car Company. Locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. You can find them online at rbcarcompany.com. All right. Uh, Let's see. Oh, I didn't even realize that I was on the contact list. So Unmasked Tyranny, if you go to unmaskedtyranny.com, they've got a a contact list that is on there for St. Joseph County, Indiana, on all the mask ordinances and everything else that are being considered. And again, you know, the mask ordinance right now would fine businesses for not enforcing the mask mandate. Now, I don't know how many of you leave your house. I leave my house, you know, somewhat regularly now. And everywhere I go, there is like a 99.9% mask compliance. I I am unaware of an instance where is a large pocket of people who don't wear the mask. Now, I know that some people don't. I I understand that. But I don't think that there is enough of a so-called mask resistance to justify the government getting involved in fining businesses for this. And I think that most businesses have instituted their own um, private policies of not allowing people to come in. Uh, without uh, without a mask, which, by the way, I completely support. And for those of you who are relatively new to the program, we were going over this as this was all getting going, and you know, Costco and and then eventually Walmart and a bunch of other places started instituting that mask mandate. And a bunch of people were furious about this, but you know, I had to point out, look, this is this is personal property rights. If they don't want you in there with a mask, then they don't have to have you in there without a mask. It's really that simple. Um, and I, on the opposite end of that, there are some businesses out there that say you can't wear a mask and come in. I support that too. It's their property. It's their right to decide what customers come in. And I don't think that the government has a right to go in there and, and screw that up. But, you know, what I find pretty interesting about all of this is as we go forward and we're dealing with the mask mandates and, and everything else that are getting ready to, uh, to happen in St. Joseph County, um, there's some real concern that the county commission is going to vote for these fines. And as a result, you know, I, I got some messages over the weekend. And look, I'm used to people wanting things from me. It's just a part of the job. It's, you know, it's sometimes I can abide and sometimes I can't. And sometimes it's annoying and sometimes it's not. But I got a bunch of messages over the, over the, uh, the weekend and said, Casey, the county commission is going to vote for mask fines. Um, can you please send a letter? So I sat down and I sent a letter. I think they're due to vote on this tomorrow. So I sat down and I wrote a letter. And this is not something that I typically do. You mostly because of time, but also because I probably wouldn't do it anyway. But, you know, you don't see me at the council meetings and things like that, you know, as a citizen and talking. And that's just that's not my shtick. I I say my piece here. I think that enough of you hear it here that you can relay a lot of what I say wherever you go if you choose to participate in those meetings. And then sometimes, like I said, the, the time just, you know, doesn't doesn't allow me to do it because a lot of these meetings happen while I'm still on the air. But I got so many messages over the weekend begging me to send a letter to the county commissioners. Now, I know two of the county commissioners personally, and I don't know the third. I don't need to give you names. But 
maybe, maybe because I know them, and I think this is the general logic, is that I'm a public figure, people listen, I know at least two of these commissioners, perhaps a letter from me will carry some weight. Now, for the record, I am skeptical that it will. I just want to make that crystal clear. I have already told you going back several months what I think is happening. The sheer reality of this, okay? Forget debate about science and all of that stuff. Just forget all of that for just a second. Can you just indulge me for a second whether you agree with my politics or not? Everything that we have tried has not worked. Everything. There isn't a denial of that. There isn't any information that exists anywhere that would suggest that what I have just said is not accurate. So what have we tried? We've tried lockdowns and mask mandates, and they didn't work. So I would ask you, why would we then want to continue to do them as if they were the great savior of, of the future? They already haven't worked. You've got Biden's health team now, if he gets into the White House, you've got Biden's health team talking about four to six weeks of a strict lockdown nationwide with a mask mandate nationwide, including on the interstate. Joe Biden's the one that said that. I've already given you all of the evidence, not just in the United States, but globally that mask mandates don't work. They don't prevent the spread of the virus. And they don't prevent the spread of the virus because the virus is not just spread through droplets. It's airborne. That's just the reality of it. So I was asked to send a letter. Now, my goal, although some of this has to happen in that letter, my goal was not to get into a debate or to try and, and shove down their throats that, you know, masks don't work or whatever. I, that wasn't my goal. My goal was, because I'm not a constituent in St. Joseph County anymore, but I know them. My goal was to present some evidence to support why I think what they're doing is wrong, in addition to the fact that it is a gross abuse of government power. Politicians don't care, generally speaking. I know that there are exceptions to that. Politicians don't care generally speaking, when you tell them what you're doing is an abuse of power and a violation of your oath and it's unconstitutional, 99% of government officials will go, don't care. Don't really care about it. Uh, if I have the authority to do this, whether it's constitutional or not, somebody says I can do it, then I'm going to do it, period. So that's just the mentality, ladies and gentlemen. I, I keep telling you, it's not Republicans versus Democrats. It's not the left versus the right. Those are the small battles. It is the political class versus all of us. And it is that way at a local level, at a state level, at the national level, and to some extent at the international level. And I know your local officials tend to be less about that per se, but it really kind of depends. They're a little bit more local and they're your neighbors and your friends and you go to their businesses and things like that. So you have a relationship with them that makes you potentially think that maybe they aren't political class and I'm just a normie. But the reality is, in broad spectrum terms, the way that we look at politics in the United States, it is very much us versus them. And they're the ones that hold 
most of the cards because you've already voted for them. And until people have the, the will to overcome the party apparatuses to throw people out of office, and it does happen occasionally, but until you have the, the will to overcome those party apparatuses and overthrow people who will betray your trust this way, instead of devolving into your typical tribalism. Look, we saw that, I think a perfect example of that tribalism is what happened with the gubernatorial race here in Indiana. I can't count how many times I heard from Republicans, you can't vote for rainwater people because that will mean that the Democrat will get in. And I, as I kept explaining, you know, the Democrat this time around had such little support that this was seen as an opportunity to potentially have a protest vote where you could have a protest vote and then not get the Democrat in if you're a Republican, right? And that's ultimately what happened. We saw that Rainwater got, you know, record levels of support in the gubernatorial race. Still that tribalism of, no, you can't do that because you're going to hurt the Republican. Now you have to understand something as for those of you out there who are Republicans, that argument doesn't have any weight with conservatives or the the political middle of the road people they don't care about the republican party conservatives don't care about the republican party they're mostly aligned with the republican party but the republican party doesn't care about conservatives so why should they have loyalty to the republican party i i, I can't count how many times this has been on display over the past several decades so if you're a Republican, you run around, you go, you got to support the Republican. You have to. Otherwise, you know, the Democrat can get in. You know, sometimes, depending on the scenario, you're going to be able to sway people that way. But generally speaking, conservative will look at you and go, so? Now, there are instances where that is really bad. And there are instances where the risk is acceptable. Um, conservatives not supporting Trump because they didn't think he was a conservative in 2016. That was really bad. There are no conservatives that oppose Trump in, in 2020. That didn't happen. The only people who oppose Trump who call themselves Republicans were actually moderate Democrats who don't have a home in the Democratic Party. And so they haven't jumped ship from the Republican Party yet. Republicans, generally speaking, did not support Joe Biden because Donald Trump is a super awful human being. That didn't happen. And no conservative abandoned Trump in this election, period. That is my analysis of the election. Anybody running around going, this Republican doesn't support Trump because of, you're not a Republican. You could say you're a rhino, you're Republican in name only. I still think that's a silly term because Republican Party, like the Democratic Party, get together periodically and decide what they're going to believe this election cycle. Um, there, there is very few core values that are in the Republican or Democratic Party. They have some things that carry over, but generally speaking, they have to vote on what their platform is going to be. But really what it is, is that there isn't a place for moderate Democrats and there isn't a place for um, for, uh, you know, left leaning Republicans really anymore. So they still identify as Republican because they can't go to the Democratic Party because they're so far left. So what they do is they hold the Republican moniker, but they vote Democrat 80 to 90 percent of the time. You're a Democrat. So you are. You're a moderate Democrat. Just just admit it. You're not a Republican and no conservative opposed Donald Trump. So, again, you go back to this this notion that somehow it's an effective argument with people 
that if you don't vote for the Republican, the Democrat might win. In some cases, that is a very valid argument. In others, like the gubernatorial race in Indiana, it's not a valid argument. Didn't really make much sense, especially if Republicans think that the Republican is governing like a Democrat. So if you have if you have a Republican who goes left on a lot of issues, there's a lot of conservatives who look at this and go, well, we're not really getting any different anyway, so they'll lose and we'll get a conservative next time, or at least try to. There's a strategy that has to go into that, and I understand that a lot of Republicans don't like hearing anybody talk about that, but that's just the reality. That's what's happening. The Republican Party doesn't have the trust of the base. They haven't for a long time, and with good reason. The Democratic Party doesn't have the trust of their base. And with good reason. But we still love to fall back into our tribes at election time, don't we? So I was asked to send this letter, and I know that was a roundabout way of getting this, but it's, it's important to explain what I'm going to explain going forward. I'm going to read you my letter, and I know reading is generally frowned upon on the radio, and it doesn't sound as good as just, you know, talking, but I'm going to read it to you so you understand what I sent to the commissioners today so they can review it today, tomorrow, and then vote. I just want you to understand that I was asked to do this, and I did. And I think I've made a pretty compelling point if the commissioners find the time to actually read it because it's not short. And I hate getting... If I got a message like the one that I just got right now, I probably wouldn't read it. But I'm hoping that because it came from me, it carries some weight, and they actually read it. We've got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. All right, good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. So St. Joseph County Commissioners are set to vote on a bill that will fine businesses for noncompliance with the mask order, uh, which I find to be a gross abuse of power. But I was asked to write a letter because it looks like the commission right now is at least two to one in favor of fines, if not all three. So this is the, uh, the letter that I wrote. Commissioners, most of you know who I am. I wanted to send you just a small sample of actual scientific research on masks and their effectiveness on viral spread as well as real-world data ahead of your vote on the mask fine ordinance. My goal is to present a small sample of the abundant research showing masks aren't nearly as effective as many suggest. I ask that you set aside any confirmation bias you may already hold and just look at what I've included here. Suppose the first thing is to look at the real-world data first. Experts originally opposed mask requirements because people would inevitably not use them correctly. They would abandon the other, more effective measures to prevent infection. They would no longer wash their hands or socially distance themselves or stay home. Those warnings have all come true. In early March, Anthony Fauci told 60 Minutes that face masks were not necessary for the general population, noting that while masks might make people feel a little bit better, they don't provide the protection that folks believe they do and might create, quote, unintended consequences. Fauci was not alone. I've covered dozens of infectious disease experts at the time who said the same thing. Virologist Dmitry Lavov is another expert to look at. He said in March that you can wear them, but they don't provide much protection. I don't want to provide a list of experts who don't buy into the mask hype. My point is that there is no scientific consensus on masks being effective. A great starting point is to look at the study by Dr. Brousseau, 
was a national expert on respiratory protection and infectious disease and professor retired of University of Illinois Chicago and Dr. Sitsima and Dr. Sitsima who is also an expert in respiratory protection and an assistant professor at the University of Illinois at Chicago I then linked to that study um, in which they say there is no data proving that masks are effective masks went from the least important least effective measure that you can take to becoming the primary means of preventing yourself from getting infection the cdc's own data shows that the overwhelming number of people who get covid wear a mask in accordance with mask mandates in the united states if masks worked the way that some local health officials have said the infection rate for mask wearers shouldn't be so high over three quarters of those infected wear masks regularly in august the ap said that declining covid cases in the united states were due to mask mandates governor holcomb said the same about indiana look what has happened since then massive spikes that shouldn't be possible according to the mask hype from local health officials a study showing masks reduce covid infections was just retracted because the areas used in this study all had spikes after the study was completed it's not just the united states mask mandates have been in effect going back to january of 2020 in some countries all have spikes in covid infections i then uh, listed below those countries germany mask mandate april 22nd france mandate may 10th italy mask mandate august 16th south korea mask mandate was may 26th rwanda mandate was april 9th switzerland the mask mandate of the first week of june Japan has had near 100% mask wearing compliance since December, having a massive spike. Uh, Australia, excuse me, Austria, mask mandate was April 6th. Venezuela, one of the first countries to institute a mask mandate, still having massive spikes there. Israel, mask mandate was April 12th, had some of the strictest quarantine policies in the entire world. They're back under lockdown again. Spain, their mask mandate was May 20th. You get the point. I included some graphs to give them some visual aids to make that a little bit easier. In other words, everywhere in the world that mask mandates have been in effect, the virus has continued to spread. Why? Because COVID is airborne. We originally didn't think it was and focused on droplets. Masks can work on droplets by reducing the distance a droplet travels. No mask, not even N95, work on airborne viruses. The CDC's website even states that masks don't filter the COVID virus, which is true. They also send a state, sent a statement to Tucker Carlson in October saying, quote, at no time has CDC guidance suggested that masks were intended to protect the wearers. During the recent California wildfires, people were using COVID masks as protection from the smoke particles. The CDC had to point out that cloth masks do not work on those particles. The size of those particles is 0.4 to 0.7 microns in size. COVID is 0.12 microns in size. Some recent studies on masks and viral transmission. Jacobs, L -L Jacobs JL et al. 2009. Face masks uh, use in HCW was not demonstrated to provide benefit in terms of cold symptoms or getting colds. You got Cowell, you got Benreza, you've got uh, Radonovich in 2019. All of those studies show that masks do not work on viruses, especially influenza-like viruses. And then I'll close out the letter in the next segment here, and we'll move on. We've got more coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Hey, 
And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I promise I will take this segment since there's only a couple of minutes left and that'll be it. Um, almost done with the letter that I was asked to write to the St. Joseph County Commission. They are, I believe, tomorrow going to be voting on whether or not businesses in St. Joseph County are going to get fined because of mask violations. And that means customers, that means employees, anybody who comes into the establishment, if there is um, any, anybody who's not adhering to the mask mandate, the business itself could be fine. Now, for those of you who are just joining, you're going to have to go back. You're going to have to listen to the podcast for the first part of this. I had just got done in my letter that I was asked to write to the commission because last report, it looked like it might be two to one, maybe three zero in favor of fines. So I, I wrote the letter. I provided the real world evidence that masks have not worked anywhere. And I provided scientific evidence with four, well, five studies that show masks do not reduce the spread of viruses. Now, that first study is 2009, one's 2010, one's 2012, one's 2019. And I've, I've gone over all of these with all of you before. There exists no study done on masks and COVID that has been published. There is a study that has been refused publication in three science journals. And the people who authored the study say that it is because the results are controversial. I don't know what those results are. They haven't told anybody because they don't want to release those results unless it's published. And then they can say a published study says. All of the other things that you're seeing are preliminary lab results. And I'm getting to that. So I just left off where I was providing the last four scientific studies that show that masks don't prevent the spread of infection with viruses. There are others, but you get the idea. Up until this pandemic, the scientific community understood that masks of all kinds do not prevent viral spread or infection. Suddenly, without real evidence, they do now. There exists no peer-reviewed clinical trial showing masks are effective, only preliminary lab results, some of which have problematic methodology. Never in history has preliminary lab results been considered scientifically viable evidence until now. I don't write you to debate the efficacy of masks. I write you to point out that, without a doubt, masks have not worked as some had portrayed them to. In Michiana, people are abiding by mask mandates in mass, with very few exceptions. Not only is it not based on sound science or the real-world data to enforce mask mandates under penalty of law, but it is counterproductive considering the widespread adherence to the mandates in place now. Furthermore, violating the rights of businesses' property rights to require them to be an enforcer of these mandates under penalty of fines would be a gross abuse of power. Encroaching on the, their rights in this fashion would always be problematic, but to do so, knowing the ordinance is enforcing, with penalties, mandates that have proven beyond the shadow of the doubt to be ineffective would be a dereliction of duty. I understand the immense pressure government and public health officials are under to make it seem like they are trying to fight this virus and protect citizens. I understand that it is easier to just go along to get along. So you don't say the least, uh, so you can say at least you tried at election time. However, to allow such government abuse, a mandate over a mandate that isn't working under the false guise 
that it would somehow magically start working now because there are penalties would be a violation of your oath of office. Surely there is another way without setting the government up to abuse citizens just to appease the mob that has produced no evidence this would work to begin with. Sincerely, Casey Hendrickson, radio host, 95.3 MNC. And since I was rushing to do this before my, uh, my live stream today, I've noticed some grammatical errors. <laughs> so <laughs> I have to go back and correct those in the, uh, the blog post that I just posted. Um, I published the letter on my website at theburningtruth.us. If you go there now, that letter is published. Um, you can see the links, the grammatical errors, everything. You can see it all. It's all right there waiting for you. So, again, I, the, the only reason that I did this is I was asked, and they felt it was necessary. So I tried to provide a letter that addressed kind of everything. One, the science doesn't say that this will work. Two, it's a gross abuse of power to be doing this. And three, the real world data says you should not be doing this anyway because it doesn't work. So why are we going to punish people with with uh, fines and potentially worse simply to enforce something that we know has not been effective? That is probably the greatest example of government abuse that you could possibly get. As far as non tyrannical i know some of you are counting this as tyrannical but i'm just let's let's talk about like real world tyranny here um when you have the government that is going to enforce under penalty of law fines and potentially worse to force a private entity to enforce laws that are ineffective that is a prime example of government abuse just so you know all three commissioners got that letter if any of them say that they didn't, they didn't check their email, and that's okay. I don't check my email all the time either. But I'm just letting you know it was there. You've now heard it on the radio. I have published it on the website. I have shared it on social media. You feel free to take with the, uh, take that letter uh, as you see fit. I'll try and correct the grammatical errors on the blog post a little bit later so that way uh, it doesn't look like I was rushing as I was rushing. I was already 10 minutes late on the live stream, and I was still writing that thing. So made some errors there. All right, let's move on. Lots to talk about today. We will get to the Dominion voting system thing in the 4 o'clock hour. Uh, I have to go over a couple of things. I'm not going to address a lot of the rumors, but I will tell you what we know for a fact. Okay? So we'll get to that, and we've got plenty of other things to discuss as well. It's a busy day. We've got more coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Gotta love the brain dead. You don't have any evidence that it doesn't reduce spread, really, because I listed five studies in that email that did. Now, those are peer-reviewed scientific studies, actual studies, not preliminary lab results. But see, this is what ends up happening. You get a bunch of people out there who don't know what they're talking about. Don't look at the, the research. Don't look at the evidence. They just want to believe. And as I've told you before, I don't have an issue with masks. I really don't care. Um... The thing is, is that if you're not wearing a mask one time and then either discarding it or cleaning it, depending on the type of mask you have, and then replacing it with a fresh mask the next time a mask touches your face, you're not effectively wearing a mask at all. You're contaminating it. That is the point. So, again, it's, you know, it, it is funny watching. Like I said, I call it the cult of mask for a reason. They're a cult. It's become a religious sort of dogma 
um, that these masks do things that scientifically have been proven not to do. But what are you going to yeah. look? It's it's the least effective tool in your tool chest. Is a mask better than nothing? Maybe, depending on the circumstances. But there isn't any scientific evidence to suggest that it is. That's the point. I don't have a problem with you wearing one. I do have a problem with, with the government trying to fine people for not wearing them, knowing full well that there is a whole host of evidence that suggests that masks are not effective, considering everything that is happening in the world today with the spikes. The Michigan House Republicans plan to impeach Gretchen Whitmer. I've heard this before. Several Republican members of the Michigan House of Representatives are proposing articles of impeachment against Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Uh, State Representative Matt Maddock announced via parlor that he is joining with representatives. Uh, was it Di- is it Dare? I, I don't know how to say there. Representative Rendon. Uh, Bo Lefave, Ryan Berman, Shane Hernandez on the effort uh, to impeach the governor. He said incoming legislators Ken Borton and Steve Cara are supportive as well. Uh, I have heard this before, and we'll see if it actually happens. I remain skeptical until they actually do something, instead of saying that they're going to do something and then shutting up about it and never doing it again. So we'll see. But you got Republicans in the Michigan legislature that are now saying that they are going to move forward with articles of impeachment against Gretchen Whitmer. And let's be honest, the case against her is stronger than it has ever been against Donald Trump. So we'll see what ends up happening if go through with it. We got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michigan's news channel. Coming up next, though, we got to talk about Dominion. What is real? What isn't? We'll talk about that next on 95.3 MNC.